Hi, boys and girls. We're back. It's Monday. It's a very, very special episode, boys and girls. Number 30. Drew's here. What's up, guys? How we doing? I always ask Andy if he's ready and he's just never on time. Mm. Emily's here before Andy. <laughs> What's up, Drew? What's up, Mikey? No, maybe, ever? There we go. I've been waiting. I've been sitting here waiting on you. Nah, stop it. We had technical difficulties with the headphones. Oh, technical difficulties, but you say I'm never on time. <laughs> That's cool. What's going on? What's up? Nothing. How we doing? Ben. Ben's in the house. What's up, Ben? There's a couple people. We, everyone wanted to hang out with us on uh, on number 30. Number 30? Number 30. <laughs> I, I had a big 30 birthday eight years ago. Yeah, you did. You did. I had one five years ago. It was fun. The golden hour. Yeah, you got good lighting behind you. Good scenery. Good scenery. There you go. The dog. Oh. The play place. The gym. Nice. The national championship. Who's who's playing? Florida and LSU. What game is it? Game three. LSU won, LSU won the first one by a run or two. Florida won la- last night like 25 to 3. I mean, they beat the shit out of them. Is it best of three or best of five? Yeah, this is it. Oh, it's it. And Florida's got uh, their best guy on the mound. I don't know who LSU's pitching put it on. Electrifying. LSU's number one is the best college, the best amateur pitcher I've ever seen. Oh, it's not even close. really? Yeah, he threw 48 pitches over 100 miles an hour. Uh, in his first start there. He's a freshman? Uh, uh, he's a junior. He was an All-American last year at Navy or Air Force or one of them and bounced. Because he realized how good he was? He had like, yeah, like 18 home runs and popped in the portal and probably got $1.5 million in NIL money, and now he's just hanging out at LSU, and he is just the man. Wow. So. A little bit different than the Naval Academy, I would assume. Yeah, I mean – he might not go first. He'll go second. He'll get eight million. He'll be in the big leagues this year. Not the worst. Not the worst thing I've ever heard. Rough life. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Tough life. But, but this is the State of the Union, sponsored by Go Hard Barbell. B- IPA BCB, Florida. IPA Florida. Yep. Uh, BCB Training Systems. IPA New Jersey. And Wicked Wolf Beard Co., who is doing a, a uh, discount code for the for the event for the occasion? Uh, S. What is it? S O T U. S O T U. S O T U thirty gets you and spot and sponsored by Emily. Um, S O T U thirty gets you thirty percent off any purchase over thirty dollars. So. Buy some beard uh, butter and put it in your hair if you have any. Buy some beard butter, put it in your hair because that combo is is, is the way is the way, is the way to go. 
Um, don't we, have any hair, grow a bigger beard and, on your chin. And if you don't have any hair, grow a bigger beard on your chin. That's 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 how we're gonna. That's how it should be. Um, we have questions. Um, first question is: What is your least favorite? max effort exercise for each of the three lifts. Go ahead. Um, for squat, man, I... I'm going to say anything close stance raw. Um, and I just made the the decision that I'm going to close stance low box raw and I'm like exclusively doing close stance low box raw before I put my race on every week mm -hmm. from now on. So that sounds terrible. Oh, uh, I did spider bar today versus 260 chain. I hit 455 and the bar speed was fast, but I mean, it was not fun. <laughs> it felt like it was like a, uh, like a, uh, four and a half foot range of motion. Would and you do close stance? 14 inch box. Close stance? Uh, yeah, I mean, so I define anything close stance and, cl like, you know, the, the old deal for close grip used to be picky or index on the rings. Close grip for me is, is shoulder width or inside. So my close grip is like here away from the ring. I mean, I, I go in there. It's just, it's, I can't control the bar. It's, um, because my hands are too close and I'm too wide. Um, so close stance for me, feet wise, would be anything shoulder width or in. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm at shoulder width. That sounds terrible. Oh, it's rough. It's, it's brutal. It's brutal. But Lou's a big fan of. Uh, he says, you know, special bars, close grip. They they just really challenge your your positioning. And you know, for me, I'm just trying to make things harder before I put my briefs on. It's nice, man, because I just make a couple less jumps. I mean, I just did like a red, two reds, three reds, three reds and some change. Took it off, put a fourth red on, did three sets. Uh, you know, so it's like seven squats. It was easy. Eight total reps. It's great. Or 12, 12, 10 total reps of squats. So it works out perfectly. Um, for deadlift, anything deficit. I hate deficit pulls. Um, coincidentally, the, the eight times I've hurt my back, seven of them have been deficit pulls. And the other one was uh, mm -hmm. doing speed pulls with like 450 pounds of band tension, which is highly intelligent. Um, and then bench, I would say, um, who? I really don't like, like I don't, I don't enjoy uh, low pen presses, but I think they're incredibly good for you. So mm -hmm. anything like where I bring it down rest it on the pins like inside of two inches away from my chest i think that's pretty tough for you there. so uh, bars, bars, like, like I, don't, I don't i don't i used to hate the ssb but uh, my suggestion would be if you hate the ssb figure out a way to like it because it may it's, it's literally built to make you a stronger human yeah um, yeah um and i was gonna say well i was gonna say because you change you do a different exercise before you put your your gear on. So, like, you you may do a, a pin press and then put your shirt on. So Yeah, I'm, I'm always going to do a, a max roll. Yeah. And I just um, – I kind of just, like, 
I basically go board press or shoulder saver one week. Um, <clears throat> board press or shoulder saver one week. Then either like so it, it's like a five week rotation. So it'll be like board press one week, uh, maybe four press next week, then full range, and then maybe pin press the next week, close grip incline the next week, and then sure, and then full range again, and then I'll do that. That'd be my rotation. But see that. That's too many. That's too many weeks without a deload. That's getting away from the. Well, let's. Uh, we're gonna leave the deload talk to the deload, but let's just say that that's far closer <laughs> to uh, a quicker deload than, than I have. Deloaded. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm usually good. Well, well, I'll just leave that. Yeah. Little um, hanger. No. Nah. Um, but what I was saying was, you change up what you're doing exercise wise. So, if yeah. So I might if, if we're and get off the yeah, floor and go do a board right. press my shirt. If if we're you know safety bar squatting, then we're safety bar squatting raw before we put our gear on, and then we're just continuing a safety bar. Oh or, yeah, in gear, in gear it's always the same bar and the same AR. I'm just if it's raw, I'm going to be to a lower box. Right. Gear, I will like do a pin press and then pull the pins and then do a board press in my shirt. Gotcha. I'll gotcha, do a gotcha. press or a close grip incline and then just go right over there, put whatever I want on and go do the shirt. Um, so I would say if I had to pick, it would be anything with the safety bar um, and lots of AR just because it's terrible. Um, you know, we've had anywhere, we've had upwards of 300 and, you know, I've had upwards of three, 350 in AR on a safety bar and it's, literally the worst thing in the entire world i can't i can't even i can't even just explain how terrible it is um but like you said if you hate to stay safety bar use it and it's going to make you stronger so yep. you know if if i can take if i can continually take picks every time i take a safety bar up over, up over a thousand at the top then you know when i put a, a buffalo bar or a straight bar on my back it should be you know exponentially easier at the top so um bench wise I, anything raw to my chest i say i would hate but that's just because i got one that's just because i got one titty um Pussy. yeah well yeah um <laughs> i'd rather bench against bands than bench against chains uh for whatever reason i just yeah i don't uh, i don't love setting up a chains on bench i don't know why um, i just always felt that it was harder um it's definitely uh, hard. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to be as fast twitchy with the chains as I'd like. Well, but, yeah, I mean, I don't – not to get into the, the, the science of it all, but, but the, the bands pull you down, which right. uh, which which initiates the stretch reflex better. It uh, overloads the Golgi tendon for those of you science nerds, and then that stores energy <laughs> into your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever he said. Um, and then deadlift watch. This is going to be anything conventional from a deficit. Just, we're just not. And like you said, anytime that I tweak something in training, it's pulling conventional from a deficit. Yeah. Like, and I, I, every will, time. I actually have a weird one, too. What do you got? Um, I hate reverse bands. Despise them. I don't know why I hate them. I know you why? like them. I love them. I just, I don't, I've 
got a reverse band set up that I like on bench. So I'm okay with that. I just for you mean the way the way you have to set it up. Yeah, I don't mind doing it in briefs, but the way that I have to set it up. Excuse me on um, max effort, man. I just I I honestly I feel like I I feel like I, I took nine fifteen reverse band going to this meet, and it felt worse than both of my nine fifteen squats at the meet. Like I just. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not using enough band. Uh, I, I just, I feel like the band is in a weird spot. So like it pulls me forward. So I have a hard time getting back. I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I just don't like it. So it's probably, if, if that's what you're feeling, it's probably where you're attaching it to your body. Yeah. I just don't like it. Every time I do reverse bands, I'm just like, I just might not do this anymore, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big reverse band guy, but in specific points in training and in a very specific way yeah um and it's not something you should do a lot of it's not something you should do a lot of and it's not something that you should be using doubled lights or three averages or a strong and, and a light like like you see some of these uh, they always doing. Say if you're taking 10 percent, anything 10 percent or more than your match you're you're doing too much 10 percent so like if yeah. you took 1300 is too much. Right, right. right. The day yeah, we did it, shop how they had it set up, it was great. I was fine. That, so, that, so what I was going to say was I'll only do, if we're talking about squatting, I'll only do a reverse, a, a reverse micro or a reverse mini or a reverse monster. Um, and I'll always do it with the carabiner in it. So it, it's even less, uh, even less but inside of me prep we'll never use anything more than a mini um i do like it more when i just do it for attempts so i just do it to feel attempts yeah. i do I, like the day like the one time i was like i'm just gonna take a grand like i didn't like I, I was out on that i i would rather overload off of high chains than i would do that yes yeah see, i hate high chains because at least if you're gonna t if you're gonna take a reverse band it's gonna be a full movement That's just me. Um, and I was never a big fan of squatting into chains. I never, I mean, and we've, we've gone back and forth on that. Um, but everyone likes different things to, to, to overload. Um, I just like the, the ability to reverse band to make the hardest part of the lift easy or easier, um, especially with where, where their program or where I, where I have them programmed. Yeah, I mean, if you have them set up right, you're probably taking your third at the top and it's your opener at the bottom. Close. We figured that, that the reverse minis, newer reverse minis with the carabiner, deloads about 80 out of the hole. 80, yeah. So for me, it's, um, yeah, it's probably pretty, it's a little less than my opener maybe, and, and right at my third. Um, so, you know, Rule, rule of thumb is if you're able to if you're able to comfortably hit a you know whatever your reverse band top set is that should somewhere put you in the vicinity of a third yep yeah i mean for you you're gonna open in the 1060 1070 range and finish in the high 11 so right. you know you're gonna be a little more than an opener a little and right around a third or yeah add an opener a little less than a third right the bottom 
what I'm saying. So like if it's if it's eleven eighty at the top on the bar, it's eleven hundred at the bottom. So it's a little more than an opener, a little less than little, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, because figure now if oh, second attempt's gotta be eleven sixty five. Opener's gotta be in the upper, you know, upper th- thousands. Yeah. Okay. No. Looks like ten eighty. Ten eighty, yeah. Ten eighty. Ten eighty to eleven sixty five is you know at that point is what needs to happen. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right, but, you know. Uh next question was um full gear and box squats. Yes or no? And thoughts. I have said no. I am going to withhold judgment and I'm going to try it and I'm going to let you know. Okay. Fair. Um, I'm going to be a hard You have been a a, a staunch advocate of no box squats and full gear. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that I think in my case, I don't think it will hurt because I have a problem with, I've had a problem with depth and I think Bottom I will get more comfortable getting to depth. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't, I don't think it's something you need to base your training around, but I do think it has a place. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's like, I think you have to free squat in your full, in full gear. When Correct. you're taking your attempts, like when you're doing the things that you're doing to get yourself ready for the meet, I think in training, trying to get a feel for navigating the full gear and the pressures involved and sitting back and doing things you're supposed to, I, I think there could be an application that could help you. Um, but I'm, I'm going to, I'll give you that answer in December or November if something changes. There you go. But, um, I'm not as against it as I once was. I'm... We'll still be we'll st- we're still going to be a staunch no there, um, but like you said, and this applies for anything really. If you think about it, there could be some some situations in which it could um, could be beneficial to certain lifters. Um, I, I don't if you're box squatting the right way, then when you are free squatting, it should be pretty similar. Yeah. So if, yep. if that if yep. that bottom end is a comfortable place for you to the box, um, when your suit goes on and your straps go up, so there's a big difference between suit on straps down and suit on straps up. I mean that's just that's an extra pair of briefs. Right, that's really. Um, that. that's so I'm but that's not, also that's also defeats the purpose of the exercise. Like, no, it, correct. That if that like that that's. That's like tiptoeing around you. You like for me, my thought is like, I wish that when I put full gear on, I wished I would have box squatted in full gear for a cycle or two, so that I kept more variables in line when I changed the variable of the gear. And that's what I would use mm-hmm. for somebody that started, as I would say, you're comfortable box squatting in briefs. Let's just keep the briefs on and box squat in full gear. And let's see how you get down there and then pull the box. But I, that would be like, you know, 12 to 15 weeks, 16, 18, 
beyond out. Right. And Drew, you're Drew, you're 100% correct. That's going to be more of a poly suit than a, a canvas suit. Um, and that's just because you're looking at two different types of two different two totally different types of support in the gear. Um, if you're lifting in poly, you you want rebound. You want you want to feel that. Um, you know, a canvas suit is a box squat. That's what that canvas does. Exactly. <laughs> and and I and maybe that's why I'm so anti that because that's yeah. what I squatted now. Yeah. Um, I probably would maybe would have a different opinion if I was still in poly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I think that, but I also like, you, when you told me no, I was also box squatting a manner that you don't want to be box squatting in full gear. Like, you certainly don't want to be deloading on the box with the amount of weight you can have full right. gear. That's not good. But that's, but that's also why it's, it's so crucial to make sure that your brief box squats are perfect. perfect. And look if perfect. Big box squats are right there. Going to look like a geared full squat. It should. In theory, it should because as soon as you put an, as soon as you put those the suit on and you put those straps up, those that's your box. Yep. Straps, straps up, sitting into it into your suit is is your box. That's why we're at least you know, good coaches will always harp on the fact that. Box squat has to look good. Box squat has to look good because that is what what your free squat is going to look like in theory when when the shoe goes up. Hundred percent. And Mike and Mike's true. Mike's correct there too. Uh, Mike says squatting to a box versus box squatting. Those are two totally different things. Two totally different things. Um. So. Yeah, and, and, and the one thing that I would say that I've had to learn is a box squat is a tool to bring your to make your free squat better. Yeah. So yeah. you get yeah, you hundred percent cheat the box squat. Like, no, it's and like, it's like when you when you safety bar squat, like you don't really need to be yanking on these things because like you're trying to run away from the whole point of the bar. Like, let the bar, let the bar pull you forward and then you resist that. Right. That's the point of the deal. That's what you're using the bar for. Like the, the camber bar, like it's, it's like, it's, it's supposed to shake. That's what it's there for. Make your that's core the whole, stronger. That's the whole, that's the whole process. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, but that's what, that's why those bars are, are used is to, make the transition to a free squat with a straight bar as easy and seamless as possible. If you're taking continuous picks with the safety bar and the camber bar and a whole bunch of AR, when you put your hands where they should be and you're squatting into, into a suit with, with straps, it should be, it should be easier. Meat yeah, should be, be easier. It's going to be heavier. Yeah. But meat different kind of hard, but, uh, the, the the movement pattern should be pretty greased. Yeah. And and like it's also teaching you like how to counteract when this happens, then you you know what to do. Right. Right. 
I mean, I, ideally, ideally from the consistent use of the specialty bars, that mid back and 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 your lats are strong, and and you don't do this. Yeah, you. But but when you do though, I mean, invariably you're gonna get. I got bored on my third squat, and I just like. Right. Like, you know, we're not using that to fix a muscle imbalance. We're using that to teach your body this is what you do when the movement does this. Right. And if, if you look at a safety bar, that's where a lot, a lot of people are going to miss at the bottom. Is they're going to miss this way. Yeah. Because they're going to lose the lats. Yep. So. Yeah, and you, and you can't, you cannot turn your lats on for the safety bar. Right. That you literally, I mean, you have to figure out how to do that. You have to figure out how to do that. Isometrically do that because you have no bar to help you. That's what makes it so so difficult. But that's also why learning how to load your lats on your pick is going to make or break your pick. Make hundred percent break your unrack. Hundred percent. So, um, there's there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts, and that's why, uh, you know. Especially when you, especially when you throw the gear on, right? Because we've talked about this all the time. You could be out of position, you could be raw and out of position, and still be able to muscle through muscle through a bad overpower you know, the bar. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Can't Where fire bar and gear? No. Got to dance with the bar. <laughs> all right, last one because we gave everyone. We said there was going to be a cliffhanger. Uh, well, there's two more, so we can answer them. We still got fucking an hour. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe three if we get through these. <laughs> Maybe three. Um, the third question we got was, what's a, a typical deload week look like? Okay, so the cliffhanger is, is that I generally only deload uh, the week before Circumax. So, yeah, well, gear would be when you follow. Um you typically deload only before circumcision. So I would finish a meet, train the next week. I would it would be it would be considered a deload week, but I wouldn't I would put a bar on my back, which is what I generally consider a deload week. Um, and uh, I would just train for twenty three weeks, and then I would uh, <laughs> deload do circumax, and then I deload I do two deloads. In four weeks, and then do the meet, and I wouldn't be left for twenty-four weeks. I mean, so I, an all action, I would actually do three deloads in five weeks, and then I. So I mean, if you if you map it out over twenty-six weeks, I deload every you know nine weeks. But um, now I would deload every seventh week, um, and for lower, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to use the good morning as my deload. Um, so I just right now I'm I'm mixing in a lot more good mornings because um, I've stopped deadlifting on max every day. So like today I did spider bar work up raw. I hit 705 and 265 change, which I thought 260 change was very good, like 965. I probably had a little bit more in me, but I just where I'm at right now, there's no point. So anything over 700 pounds with AR on the bar is very good for me. Um, so yeah, I had that, and then I uh, I did my my shoeless, beltless, knee wrapless, low box squats. And then I did uh, good mornings up to 400 for five on the safety bar. Um, 
But that's but, not a deload. That's not a deload. Because... No, but if I were to deload, I would work up to like an actual max effort set of five on good mornings and then drag the sled and then just do regular accessory work. That's what, what I would do. Um, and I do the complete total polar opposite. Um, our deloads are every fourth week um, is a deload. Actually, we're all deloading right now, which is fantastic. Um, my, my, the way that I situated deload is um, totally different. Like I said, uh, we don't we don't touch a barbell. Um, there's no max effort. Type. Um, movement at all. Uh, if you actually zoomed out, it'd be, it'd look like an entire, it, they're just accessory days. Um, I've bounced around all what, I call, what I'm saying. What? Just do, because good mornings are accessory. No, it's not, not, not a max effort set of five. That's, that's not, that's not a D load. It's better. No. Well, let me, <laughs> let, let me backtrack. I don't have my clients do this and I would not recommend. Okay. Um, I would okay. not. I would not recommend other people doing this. Um, I have a sickness. Um, there is something wrong with me. Um, there is an empty hole inside of me that can only be filled <laughs> with PRs. <laughs> I have an empty hole. <laughs> there we go, Emily. Makes perfect sense. I have an empty hole inside of me and I just, I just like, Oh, like it ruins my week to like, I wake up on Sunday morning and I am like, cause I do not want to go to the gym and not get into the bar. I don't want to do it. Like I, 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 I honest to God, if, if you said I had to deload, I would just not go to the gym. I would just, I wouldn't do anything. And I, I am saying that you have but to deload. You're ignoring. Deload. No, you're not. I mean, I'm, I am removing some load. I mean, you have to understand. Listen to me now. Listen to me. You, you are right. I agree that this is not smart. But if you think about it, if I take the intensity and the spinal load of barbell movements and the 10,000 pounds of volume I do out of the exercise and replace it with an exercise that I'm already doing, I'm removing. Move, I am recovering more that week. And I am removing a movement back. Do you know how little the margin of error is to fuck your back up with a good morning? I do, but that's why I don't go to absolute max effort either. I just get some good work in. Yeah, but why even risk it? Put another, plate on, put another plate on your belt squat. Put another plate on your belt squat. Put another plate on your leg press. Coincidentally, when I have not deloaded, I've been the healthiest I've been for a long time. But I, I'm just—I would not recommend anybody doing this. Um, I did let Emily do it with a disclaimer. I did not think it was a good idea, um, but that's what she wanted to do. So I'm—I'm I'm not an enabler, but I. <laughs> You know, I'm just telling you that this is this is what I. So to move forward um, on upper day, I will either do um, a bunch of Louis push-ups, which would be I put the bar in the very bottom of a rack and put 
what plates on my back and do body weight push-ups. You do it with the band. I'm gonna do that. Said. I'm gonna do that this this time I deload, or I'll just do a, I'll work up to like three max rep sets of what the heaviest dumbbells I got. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it got in way different way. Um, but uh, I would work up so I do like five sets of as many as I could. So like it might be like 20 reps, 16 reps, 12 reps, eight reps, six reps, or I'll take the heaviest dumbbells I got. Um, that's right, and uh, I would. Uh, or I'll just work up to like the 115s and do as many reps as I can for three sets and then do my accessories. I don't hate it as much on upper day. I absolutely hate it on lower day. And I, I, I still, I still, I, I run my re regular speed weight. Sometimes. That's not a deal of them. Sometimes, sometimes if it works out, I'll just skip a speed week and do everything else the same too. Just remove the speed work. Sometimes I've uh, I've also when I wasn't deloading I would just go in and I would do max effort work and no accessories and just remove accessories. So I would remove all the accessory volume from my trim. I've done that's that. Not a, that's not a deload either. <laughs> none of the things, none of the things that you're saying. Deload, deloads. None of those things are. None of those. Hey, I'm not. Nice. I'm not arguing that I'm right, man. I'm just. This is I know. Who I, am. I know. It's who I am as a person. I know. I know. Um, yeah, the way that, I, the way that like, all of my clients, like there were people there today, dragging the sled. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that, man. I'll drag the sled tomorrow morning. Not doing it. <laughs> not gonna do it. Uh, no. Well, ours. I guess that the way the the deload looks now is very different from what it's looked like, I would say, from even like two or three years ago. Uh, um, I would say it's even less, less volume. Like it's, it's even less um, because I think that things have to be pulled back even more. Yeah, um, I, I, I will say though, the one thing I will say is that um, I do believe that the conjugate system is built for you to move around without the use of deloads the same way that you need to do it if you're raw. I think I think people that are raw, I think if you're training with a straight bar exclusively, like if you're just going in and free bar squatting, free bar benching, free bar deadlifting, like you absolutely unequivocally have to deload every fourth week because that movement pattern and that loading pattern is going to kill you. Like that if you are training with a straight bar only and you are, are squatting or whatever it is that you're doing and you're doing the same shit week in week out and you don't deload every fourth week you that is it does major, though major mistake a major mistake and i know that sounds like absolute hypocritical for me i'm going to say it again i'm not saying what i'm doing is right i'm saying that's just what i'm doing <laughs> and that's what i'm going to continue to do but um Yes, but when you do the same movement pattern every week, it is, it's really funny, man, because I know guys at Westside and Louie will tell people like, hey, yeah, sometimes you need deload. And those, like, those guys would go in there and Louie would be like, what are y'all doing? They're like, we're deloads. Like, we don't deload here. Like, so like, he would say, it was the same thing that I'm preaching, not comparing myself to me. We got you. But like, <laughs> he would tell his guy, like, he would tell 
almost like a disclaimer, you know, like, hey, you should probably deload, because he didn't want everybody going on deloading. And then if you try to deload at Westside, they're like, yeah, we're not deloading. You're not deloading. We don't deload here. It's like Brandon, Brandon Lilly uh, has a story of Lou where he said that uh, he went to take a bench and he moved it pretty well. And Lou's like, what are you taking next? And he said, I feel like I'm going to tear my pack. And Louie looks at him and goes, we don't save pecs here. <laughs> oh, so Louis, he poor took another pack. Poor pack. We don't save pecs here. Oh, man. Uh, uh, dude, that's all I got, Lou. I got a phone call. My wife's sick. <laughs> decent success deloading secondaries. Uh, I have a decent success deloading secondary say, days. And just, just deloading on that day and, and lowering your week, overall weekly volume. That's one of the things that Matt Winning says. I mean, and I don't like to quote a ton of Matt Winning stuff, but he is very intelligent. He says that, you know, if you know what you're doing and know what you need, there's a lot like, – a deload, he, he says a deload could be, you could, you, could, you could not do a max effort exercise, or you could not do accessory work, or you could skip speed work, or you could just, like, like there's, there, because the whole point of the deload is you're recovering at 100%, you're putting in 100% volume and recovering at 100% for three weeks, for six weeks. On the seventh week, you want to recover at 100%, but only put 80% in, so now you're over-recovered to restart the cycle. That's the point of the deload. What, what Chris is referring to is deloading intensity and spinal loading, which is intelligent. Okay. You're not like that. You're not, not going to make progress doing that. I just don't like doing that. No, no. And, and at the end of the day, this is supposed to be fun. So I'm going to drink some coarse light and squatter. Right. And, and that's just the way that I operate. And if you were to ask me eight years ago, I would say I, me and you would be in, in agreement because prior to, to my my pack, I never deloaded. We deloaded every, you know, once every twentieth week, just because you know something was going on. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do that a lot of people don't do, and this is something that I do with the conjugate system, that they did at Westside, and very, 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 very few people do, is I don't map out my training. I my like it drives some of my clients crazy because I'll just put something in there and they're like, we doing this day? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't feel like doing that. I'm doing something different. And like, that'll be like, I might walk in the gym, not have a deload. And I will literally scale back to a 2020 max effort movement with briefs that I squatted one time. And I did 605 plus a green band. I'm like, sweet, man, I'm gonna hit 650 and get out of here. And that's not work for me. And I had a 45 pound. PR because I am 150 pounds stronger than I was a year ago. So I will do some shit like that before, or I'll just go, I'm going to cook something up that I've never done before. So you, and I'm going to hit, something. you don't have a PR. So you don't I'm have a PR. Like an eight, right. <clears throat> because I don't feel great today. And mm -hmm. I'm going to get out of the gym. And like, I will do that. And a lot of other people won't because a lot of other people are totally crippled by having to map out their training and months in advance. And that's not me. Like I, the only training that I know that I'm going to do are the last me prep. Doing. That's it. I have no idea what I'm doing. And Chris will tell you, because he used to coach me, like I used to have to know my – like I would have my shit mapped out to the point of like these are the jumps I'm taking. Like I'm going to do the bar. And then like for eight weeks in advance, and that is just a – like if you're doing that, you're not doing conjugate because those guys, they even said it in the Panora, like they don't know – Dave Tate was like, we would literally be sitting on boxes in Westside eating McDonald's 
waiting, waiting, no to find out, waiting to find out what to do. They wouldn't even find out. They'd just be going like talking shit, blah, blah, blah. What do you want to do? I want to do this. What do you want to do? I want to do this. And somebody would go like, man, the last thing I want to do is safety box, safety low box squats. They'd be like, that's what we're doing. Right. Like just to be an asshole. Like that's how they set up training. And you, so you literally, or like they, Panora said they would, they would literally just whatever bar was left in the rack, they would just, that's what they would do. And, but that, that's one of the, the greatest benefits to you conjugate is you, you can totally make up your max effort movement as long as you're working to whatever the goal of the day is. Well, max effort movement, max effort is not, it's not a bar. Right. It's not right. It's, 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 it's a move. It's a feeling. It's, it's a move. Strain. Right. Like the only thing that I know is that I, I can tell you max effort. I'm going to drink some beer and I'm going to do something that scares me and it's going to be hard. And that's it. I don't have any other answers for you. I have no idea what I'm going to do. None. Clueless. Might have yep. something in my head, walk in the gym and be like, yeah, sounds fun. Might have something in my head, wake up in the morning, see something you did or something Leah did or something somebody else did and be like, that was cool. I'm going to try that. That like, and, and I think that that, because I also think that the dwelling for periods of time of what you have to do, that's why meat prep is so hard for me because I know what I've got to do right. and I know what I got to beat and I know how important those weeks are to my mentality. Whereas, like, in training, I'm just like, I don't really care, man. Whatever. Load it up. I, I had – I was so anal about that with clients that I wasn't giving them workouts until the day of. You wouldn't Be give me a workout until I was in the gym. I know. because I would text but, you at lunchtime. You'd be like, are you in the gym? Like, no. I was like, I'm not giving you. Because you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't need – it does not matter what – the what is programmed for you that day it doesn't matter if all it's that matters just, is the mindset for the effort you're going to put into the lab. that's it <clears throat> and making sure to do the things that you need to do in that lift to make it look good yep so that's whether it's whether it's a safety bar whether it's a cambered bar whether it's a buffalo bar whether it's a you know running out of bars a spider bar it doesn't matter the way that you squat with each of those bars doesn't change. And, and I will tell for, you that that's a beautiful way to go about training because it totally frees you up to enjoy meats. <clears throat> yeah, I did that. I did that to, to, to him and to him and JT. So they, when, when I was doing, when I was doing their, their stuff, they, they would text me at, you know, 10 in the morning when they weren't when they weren't training till five five at night and i was like you're still in school you're 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 a student right now you're not a power lifter right now like you can worry about your workout later because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what's called for that day it's not changing anything if it's a max effort squat day you are squatting with whatever is on the bar with whatever is attached to the bar for the reps that are that are called for at the intensity that's called for. So if you know that you're working up to a heavy single out of nine, it doesn't matter what's on the bar, right? And at least that's how that's how I I coach it, right? Because, and that's why I'm so anti-working um, based off percentages, because you can feel like absolute garbage one day, and it could be called for a nine, and that nine may not be a PR, or it may not be 90%, right? But you're going in and you're, you're doing what needs to be done that day. So if you are taking a 
max effort squat versus a, you know with a Cambridge bar and 200 pounds of chains to a nine, then that, that's what that's that's all that that's all that and, and all, you need to be focused on. Actuality, man, like your body doesn't know how much weight's on There's the no, bar. Wait, your yeah. body knows the effort that went into the bar, and like you, no matter how mad you get, you still got training effect. And at the end of the day, training is for training effect. Right. So, and if any any of my any of my lifters know, especially the ones that you know that I have online, it'll always be send me the video. What did it look like? All right. So now I'm gonna look at it for what it what it looked like to me. But then I need to know how did it feel, right? So if it looks to me like it was a a five, but it felt like it was a ten, well then something's off here. Right, and so, that, those would be the days that I would be changing the movement around. It not, not changing the movement around, but changing um, could be changing intensity, right? No, so, like like if if I was your client, that would be the day when I started warming up and feeling bad. That would be the day that I would like just pick, pick a movement. Like if I knew that I felt that way, that would be a day I would pick a movement that is not what I've already. You know what I mean? That would be a right. day where I would, would, would pick a movement from four years ago and just hit a PR and get out of the gym. Because I know that I don't feel great. And then the days that I feel great, I'm like, let's go. Right. Well, <clears throat> the days that you feel great are the days that you have to push it, that you, you have to take the extra set because, let's face it, you don't feel good all the time. Yeah, and you need those days. And, and, and you also need days like you can't just – half-ass your way through training and never have a day in training where it's like today you got to take a safety bar straight straightway squat and you need to set a pr because that's what the meat is like so you need those days and you need to plan accordingly and like my suggestion would be that you need to do that like with some manipulation of volume going into that on days when you really need to perform like you need to be smart about that and i don't have many of those like i'm going to take probably one safety bar one camber bar one bow bar squat between meets and that's what I'm going to use to reset my percentages. And that's what I'm going to use to kind of judge where I'm at. Like I know if I can squat, I can tell you that if, you know, the next time I take a safety bar squat, if it's 735 or 750 ish, 730 to 740 or maybe 750, like I'm, I'm good for a really big meat squat. Like I'm good for them. I mean, I'm going to do it, but, but I'm good. You, you have those, you have those number. You have yeah, those, those are checkpoints for me. I need to do, you those. have those gauges and you, um, and you need those days. Like you do, you, yes. you like, you can't, like, the one thing you can't do, there's a positive to going into the gym, not knowing what you're doing, and then just dancing with a bar. But you also need those days where you know, like, today. I got, we got to go today. Today, today you got to grab your balls and you got to do something today. Because yeah. that's what meat day is. And you need to be able to, to answer the bell on some days. If you don't do that, like, you're, you're, you're cutting yourself short, too. So. Well, yeah, I mean, th there shouldn't be, if you know that, you know, you're taking, you know, let's just take a 10 week, a 10 week, you know, meat prep cycle, right? You figure there's a deload to start and there's what, three deloads the week of the meat and two, two deloads sprinkled in there. So that's now immediately seven. So now you have seven squats going into your meat, seven actual heavy squat days, right? And then if you zoom out even further, it's really not seven because you got an opener in there and you got a last warm up in there. So now you got five. So going into a meet out of your 10 week meat prep, you really only have five heavy squats. 
right? So you don't have a choice but to turn it on for those five times That's going right. into a meet. You, you don't. Have, I don't feel good. You cannot feel good. Obviously, you know, um, everyone's not going to feel perfect all the time. But what happens if you don't feel good on meet day? Better, better know how to better know how to to roll with the punches. You know, the, you know. I'm not saying this is this is the the best the best uh, choice of action, but there's been a numerous amount of of Saturday nights that ended up on you know with, with lots of vodka diets. Yeah, usually, and not and not feeling that great Sunday morning. I usually and on meat day, <laughs> and having to make sure that you can still <laughs> that you can. Still They'll suck it up and get and get it get through a you know. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not going to come a Sunday where I'm walking in the gym not not shaking the not shaking the hangover off. It's not it's not going to happen. So, you know, hang with it. It is what it is. I mean, if if that's not you know, this is this is grown man business, buddy. Yeah, Can't handle it. Yeah, I mean it's not for everyone. Oh, man. Um, you know, you can. All right, so we had two more. Let's answer them since we're rolling. What was Hold that? Circuit Max. Um, little hair of the dog. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. The difference between me and Chris is I'll rip a couple course lights and get a wave going. Chris is he doesn't he doesn't like the cold beer. No, 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 no. Especially especially not not Thorn squats. We can't we can't do that. Oh. <laughs> Very uh, refreshing and hydrating. refreshing. I bet, yeah. Um, the la- and then the last one was, what does um, a typical circa max look like? Well, we can answer this one quickly so we can get to the other one. Um, yeah. So circa max for me, um, and I- I'm gonna tell you what what circa max is, <laughs> and then I'm gonna let you talk about your circa max, and then circa max for me is a deep like. So I will take my openers at five weeks. And four weeks out will be a deload. Three weeks out, I will begin the Circumax phase. The Circumax phase should be some form of AR. I will leave this up to your interpretation, but Lou wrote the Circumax phase, and there was no change. Um, I know some guys at Westside use change now. I, I see the value in change. For me, Circumax with my squad is going to be a purple, a blue, and a green, which is 450 pounds if you use a 4x4 around the bottom of the mono, which if you don't, you should, because if you're using tension, you should use a lot of tension. Tension. Um, and and uh, it's a box squat in briefs to a parallel box up to a top single with the top single if you're an 800 to 950-pound squatter or maybe a 1,000. Probably a thousand will be the cutoff for that. If once you're more than a thousand pounds squatter, you probably need more like 500 pounds of tension. So maybe two blues and a purple, um, or a blue and two greens, um, and then whatever you squat in briefs at the top should be what you're good for at the meet. So this last time I did um, like five fifteen plus, I did five plates plus four fifty. So and I would think that when you saw my nine twenty seven like. 965, 960 was not totally out of the out of the question, and all of my other squats were within 20 pounds of what I did, you know, and and there was never an issue of moving the bar. So when I did 450 and 450, I did 460 and 450, and I squatted 904. <clears throat> right. So you 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 when you do it 
the way that it is written, that's how you do it. Your, you get the gauge that you should get for about a third attempt yep. when you, yep. you do your circumax. Yep. And, and then week two is 75% bar weight of the top set. So if you did 515, uh, 75, you know, that'd be what? 75, 75 is 300. Call it 365, 385. Yeah, like right at four. Yep, right at four for three singles. And I think the second week is where people screw it up because I think they think they need more and you need less. You just need to feel something and then you need to get out of the gym because you're trying to do the delayed transformation phase, which means you're trying to, that's an active deload. You're, you did this much intensity, now you're doing less, and then the next week, one week out, you do very little, and then you go to the meet. So you're tickling it, like you're feeling enough to be like, ah, this is a little something, and then you get out. And then the last week, I, I just would do like uh, six doubles with like three plates in a blue. It's like basically a speed work day. Um, not full gear, though. No, you're, you're, you, you don't, you can't, right. you don't, full gear's out. Maybe suit bottoms, but I think that, I think that's going to give you a false sense of what you can squat. Because I, I could squat six. Plus and you, oh, and you're full, in your, in your suit for the. I could add another, I could add a quarter to that. And then that was like, oh yeah, I'm ready for a thousand. You take a thousand and get crushed. Gotcha. So gotcha. if you take it in suit bottoms because you need to, you you have to base your third attempt off of what you do in briefs. So got you it. go ahead and what what do you got for Circumax? So I do my Circumax totally different, um, but I do it differently for a different reason. Uh, the way that I do Circumax is to uh, overload the CNS and to get it super primed um, and then take a deload and then take um, attempts. attempts. So you do it, it similar. You just do it three weeks prior and then deload and then do attempts. Correct. So when you're saying you're taking your opener five weeks out, we're taking a straight ball uh, or taking a free squat in full gear versus our heaviest, yeah. mm, our heaviest yeah. pick of the cycle. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, right of right around week three uh, of our Circumax, which in the past, I mean, it's, it's been, it's, some of the times it's been a little, we've gotten a little, a little carried away. I, I've gotten a little carried away with the AR on the bar. Um, but I mean, week three of Circumax is ranged anywhere from 500 to 900 in AR. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, you did the one where it was like 1400 pounds at the top. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we've, we took, I took the max you can put on a, on a duffel bar. We figured out what that was. It's 1480. Um, at the top, that's not straight weight. That's total bands and chains at the top. Um, How'd that feel? Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. Um, but I knew going into that meet. I mean, that was the that was the the most prime my squats. You know, was that the eleven sixty? No, no, I didn't. Um, no, going in, going into the September meet when I hit eleven sixty, I tweet that was after I tore my adductor. I remember that. In, we had a conversation where you, you you felt like you could you could like slightly overtrain squats and and or undertrained squats and overtrained deadlifts was was what you came up with right for you uh, because you're just such a natural puller. The other thing you can do for circumax because the word circumax is around max is you can just take you can take like a a second 
opener a second. Yeah. It hits something around. I mean, th there, there's been times where the third week of Circumax has just been a, like a, a full swinging dick reverse band. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all Circumax is in theory and philosophy is it's, it's just you're, you're tickling that high intensity zone and then you got to recover from it. You're overloading. But you're, you're screwing it up if you don't build in recovery. Because the whole right. point of it is to overstep your recovery with intensity and then understep your intensity and over recover for over two recovery. weeks and then be peaked at the meet. That's right. the point. That's right. why so that's why he said that like Chuck would have squatted thirteen or fourteen hundred pounds because of his circumax numbers, but he would just like go in, do a circumax, and then go in the next week and beat it, and then go in the next week and beat it, and then go to the meet, and he's like, That's four weeks in a row at at absolute top end, at, you know, right. whereas if they, you know, and I don't know, because Chuck, Chuck obviously liked, I mean, he, I'm not, he was just a different human. His brain was not wired like, like other people's were. But Lou always said that if he could get, if he could have got Chuck to take something three weeks out and then take 75% of that for three singles and then do a very light week. He would have squatted We were not given the true more. gift of what that man was capable of. Right. And, and, and that's why I think, I've even tapered the taper back even more. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, because the last three weeks of your shit's very easy. The last three weeks is, is take an opener with a reverse band second, which puts it in between an opener and a second. So you're yeah, and then taking and then an opener, and then, and, then an, and then it's an opener with 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 more reverse bands. Yeah. I use reverse bands more as a as a to help to help me taper yeah, into feel. into a meet. Um, Feel the weight, feel the weight at the top, and take that deload out of the hole where um, you don't you don't necessarily need to feel you don't need to necessarily feel your last warm up two weeks out. No, right? It, it it's good to grease the groove, like take it, feel it, make it nice and snappy. Well, but it's it's, it's more it's, it's all mental. It's all mental, and and you know at that point when you're taking your last warm up with with micros. Um, two weeks out, like, you're not getting any stronger. No, but pe people no, need it, no. Like, people, you, you, it, it's, it's 100% needed, but it's not getting you any stronger for meat day. I will tell you this, and then we'll take the last question, but one thing I have noticed is the better the lifter is, the less they feel like they need to feel things around the meat. So take that for what it's worth. Like the that, but that's the, gonna come. That's gonna come with time, time under the bar. Yes, but the more the lifter just kind of goes like, can just buy into the fact of like, recovery. PRs of this bar. I'm hitting PRs of this bar. I've hit PRs here. I don't need. You don't need it. You don't. You might think you do, but you don't need it. And the more that they can just allow themselves to go like, no, nah, I'm strong. We're good. Let's get to the right. The bet like, the best lifters that I know do like can get away with doing very little in the last two weeks leading up to the meet because you can't get any stronger but you, you can get weaker get weaker. you could damn sure get weaker uh, i mean absolutely and but there's a ton of stuff that goes into that there's your actual programming but then there's also your what are you doing for recovery how are you sleeping how are you eating last 10 days before the meet every night i trust i mean i, I cut my bedtime way early yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's th those are some of the things that need to be done if you want to compete at a high level. Yeah, yeah, you know, 
Yeah, for me, it's oh, like, like I've spent all this money, I've done all this stuff, I'm going here, people are flying down. like that. And sometimes I tear my hamstring six days out. But um, so the other question, what was the last question? <laughs> you got your um, I don't have it on this. Oh, wait, yes, I do. Hold on. So the last question was. You send questions and we'll answer it. Yeah. We like, just, we like interaction. We, we like to talk. <laughs> um, I saw Matt, uh, Matt in here, by the way. Matt, nice job the other day. I didn't get to say hello to you, but got a big meet. Okay, so. Miami. They didn't really ask it as a question. They just kind of talked. That's not very helpful. Um, what would you say to a, a newer lifter who is worried, obviously, about getting strong, but their weight is creeping up with that and going into the body dysmorphia lane? So I Yes, I guess, how, what would you say to a new lifter who's more so worried about getting stronger and not, and and getting bigger and stronger and what that's doing to them in the mirror? Um, well, I, I would say a couple things. Um, <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on three things and I'm going to let you go. Number one is kind of a, a, a two-part thing. Um, Number one, I would say you need to determine what's important to you. Like, are you okay with being softer if that means you're super strong? Or are you okay of not, with not reaching your strength ceiling because you're tied to a look in the mirror? Um, like, for me... It's not a physical appearance thing. Thanks, thanks, Jen. It's a, I am not willing to weigh what I would need to weigh and put that stress on my heart and my system and, and take years away from my life with my family to, to be, like, I could gain 80 pounds easily and eat my way into an 1,100-pound squat and a 700-pound bench, and I'd probably deadlift 500 pounds because I'd be so fat. But I could easily eat myself into being a considerably higher on-the-scale lifter with my frame. I'm not willing to do that to my health. Um, but you need to figure out what's most important to you because the two things that I'm going to say is, is – like the sport and Instagram is littered with Hunter Hendersons and Stan Effortings, Dan Greens, and you know, like your yourself, um, you know, some of these guys who who and, and ladies who are you know Steffi Cohen's and 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 uh, Mariana's and you know these people who who look this they're genetic freaks and that's not attainable for like. Trying to, to, to squat like Hunter and look like Hunter would literally be just like, yeah, I want to be able to throw the football and have my brain processed like Tom Brady. Well, guess what, bro? There's only one Tom Brady. Like, I want to be able to play golf like Tiger Woods. Like, yeah, you're, you're not going to do that. You're not Michael Jordan either or LeBron or Kobe. You're not Mike Trout. 
You're not Mike Stanton or John Carlos Stanton or whatever name he's going by. You're not that guy. Like, that's not what you are. So, like, and, and, and the comparison of Instagram just ruins people with regards to that because they think they can have this thing. Like, and it's like, well, you look at Hunter. It's like, well, you'll, you're never going to be as strong as her, and you're never going to look like her. So, like, you're going to get neither one of those things. Neither one of those things is on the table for you. You know, and the chances of somebody being as strong as you and looking the way that you look, like, that's not going to happen. And so you, you, you've got to make a decision. And you can still be very strong and maintain a, But it's going to take more time. It's going to take more work. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to diet. You're going to have to, and you're going to have to physically look at your training and go, I'm going to be okay for these 12 weeks getting a little softer. And as soon as the meat comes done, I'm going to do this and I'm going to cut and I'm going to do this. But like what you can't do is ride, ride two horses with one ass and you only got one ass. Okay. Like, so, that's a good like, one. You can't that's ride a good two one. horses with one ass. Right. So like you, you cannot do that. So you, you've got to make a decision as to what's the most important to you. And then, so if making, if, if catching the biggest fish in your pond with your physical attractiveness is the most important to you, and that's more important, you know, because you can't post your powerlifting total on your Tinder profile, then, then that needs to be, yeah, no matter how big your ass is, it's only one horse, bro. Um, only one, Jen, you can't even ride a pony. <laughs> it's not even tall enough to ride a pony at the fair. <laughs> Sandy's definitely not tall Sandy and Jen are Riding the, 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 the ponies on the outside of Walmart, the ones that go in circles. <laughs> All good things. Um, but, yeah, you, you cannot you, – so you've got to make a decision as to what's the most important thing to you. And then it's like a major and a minor. Like, I still want to look good, but there's going to be times where I'm going to allow myself to do this. But, you know, when you sell out and go extreme, one reason – like, if you sell out and go, like, I want to look really, really, really good and I want to be lean year-round – well, you're never going to get close to your strength seat. And if you absolutely sell out on the other side and say, I don't give a shit, then you're not going to look your best. I mean, like, I've seen Hoff, and he's super impressive. Like, I think it's impressive the way that he looks. But, I mean, he's not bebopping onto the beach and having, like, that. He's not, he doesn't have any photo shoots. Schedule. <laughs> sure. Schedule. He doesn't have any photo shoots on the schedule okay so and that's like that's peak performance though you know and and they're you know the, the people that are, and i don't know but people that i know that know people around him will tell you that like when he kicks it into gear around meat time his body changes very quickly you know you might see him you know around this time of year and you're like hey he looks all right and then you catch him at the wpo and you're like jesus christ what happened to your back you look like an absolute gorilla his traps get to be like up to he i mean he, it's unbelievable and that's because that's the basic part of his training where it's important for him and he allows his body weight to you know it's like you look at donnie when he's chasing 3000 and like that man looked like he was ready to die immediately like he posted a video today of him missing him getting a 1255 turned down yeah and you saw that like, it golly man like he I needed have, help yeah he needed like i have nothing like, but respect walked off the platform him, I have nothing but respect for him because your boy, like in the post, he talked about how his debit card was declined at the hotel at the meet. His mom had to like pay, his mom had to pay for his hotel. Your boy is like one Twinkie away from a graveyard, and it's like, but like he, I don't know Donnie really well, but me and him have have a relationship, and he's like, Donnie was all in, man. 
Like the only thing that was important to him was to be the first man total three thousand. He didn't care if that killed him. And like I you gotta respect that. But like he wasn't doing that shit with abs. And everybody no. thinks that and the funny thing is like everybody thinks of Donnie and they're like fat Donnie. He like he like makes fun of like call himself the fatapiller. Like you do realize that Donnie played college and professional football and was absolutely yoked out of his mind, abbed up like an absolute action figure. He looked like that because that's what he had to look like to make history. History. And if he would have wanted them, like, and I wholeheartedly believe this, I don't know if we'd ever see a 3,000-pound total if he would have made those sacrifices because I don't know if people's mind would have been able to wrap around the fact that it was real. You know, it's like the first person that broke the five-minute mile, then 50 people broke it. And then somebody broke the four-minute mile. And ton of, like, people don't realize that things are attainable right. until like, somebody who's just crazy somebody, enough to sacrifice right. it all. Somebody's just crazy enough to sacrifice it all and do it. And I, like, I, man, I love my girls, man. I, I'm going to hang around for them. Yeah. You know, and, I'm not going to sell my soul for an 1,100-pound squat. I'm just going to get it, you know. It's going to take me more time. I when, I when I did this deal, man, I told myself, like, to look the way that I want to look and be as healthy as I want to look, I got to get myself to when I'm 45 years old. But so that's – that's – were you done? Because that's yeah, exactly go. what Sorry. I – No, because that's exactly what I – you know, that was a very nice segue because now, now because of social media and because of Instagram, everyone wants to look a certain way or to be at a certain strength level yesterday. Right. Like everyone thinks that it's going to happen overnight. And if they do exactly what person A is doing and diets exactly how person A is dieting and trains exactly how person A is training, that they're going to look like person A. Well, no, because person A has been doing all of those things for years prior that you haven't seen that doesn't get posted, that, that doesn't, that isn't flashy. Um, and that's why person A performs like he or she does and looks like he or she does because they've put in, in the time and the effort for years leading up to that point. And, and I feel like that gets overlooked and people think, oh, I just want to get as strong as I can you know, as fast as I can, or I want to get as big as I can, as fast as I can, or as lean as I can, as fast as I can. And that, that's not how this works. Yeah. Pe people like when I started blowing up, get strong, it's like, everybody wanted like, Oh, it's Andy's on so much drugs. Like, bro, you don't know, have any idea. I didn't miss a meal, a training session, a cardio session for 13 years when you didn't even know my name. Right. It's like it's, no, 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 bro. I've been, I've been in the gym since I was 15 years old. I ain't missed a day. And I've had a nutrition coach since I was 16 years old. And I've known how to eat and how to cardio and how to sleep. And I've, I prioritize that because if, when it wasn't for lifting, it was lifting for baseball. Right. And I was as committed to that as I knew how to be. And then I was committed to get stronger to play slow pitch softball. And then I got committed to lifting. And then I learned, then I learned how to do it even better. And I wish I knew now then what I knew now. Oh, but, I mean, it, but if I knew now, if I knew now what I knew, what I knew 20 years ago, you know, who, who knows where, you know, where, where I'd be, but that's not, that's not how things work, right? Things take time, things take trial and error. You got to figure out what, what works the best 
for you in this, in this, at this minute, right? It's like what works for me now may not have worked for me five years ago, 10 years ago. What is your priority and how high is this on your priority scale? Are you asking me? No, I'm asking them to ask themselves. That. Oh yeah. I mean, th that, that has to be, that has to be the first, the, the first question that's asked. And if that is your priority, what are you doing now to, to, to achieve that or to reach that, that, that goal or that priority, right? If, if you're, if your goal is to be as, you know, as big and strong as you possibly can, all right, well, what are you doing to, 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 to get there? Right. Because like you said, there's, it's not just lifting, right. The, the, it's yeah, not just lifting. You have a job that, that works around that. Do you have money to buy the things you need to buy and to do the things you need to do and travel? Because sleeping in your car is not really an option. So do you, do, do you, do you set your life up to be able to do that? And like, Priority number one for me is not lifting. Priority number one for me is my family. Your family is but, it, should, it should be it should be it should be family but, and, and providing and other priorities in my life. Lifting is equal to so they it gets it gets fed the same time. Hundred percent. Like once we get past this, it goes to that. It goes to my career. But it's I mean it's just like I would never let my career take away from lifting. I'd also let never let lifting take away from my career. But they're both of those dogs are getting fed. But they're, 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 here, they're here and here every morning. They're here and here. And it, I don't have a social life. My golf game suffers. I don't have a golf game yet for it to suffer. I have so, a golf but... game. It suffers though. If I could move, I could, I could, I could beat somebody's ass on the golf course. I just can't, I can't turn. I'm too, yeah. it's a little, it's a little stiff. We got to work. On I just that. punch it around there, man. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like, does everyone want to look like Dan Green? Does everyone want to look like Hunter? No, not everyone wants to look like them. But if you're in this this sport, you're not you're not doing things. At least I would think you're not doing things to to look like shit on purpose. No, right. Well, for most people, you're gonna fall in the. You're pretty strong and you look really good, or you're really strong and you look pretty good. Like most people, you're, most people are not going to fall in the, you're super strong and you're an absolute 10. Like most people are not going to fall into those things. It just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Not, not usually no, because if you are trying to, to be leaner, like you said, you, you're, you're probably, you're probably going in an opposite direction than your strength ceiling. Yeah. My suggestion would be, if you want to be really lean, I'd compete once a year. I would make that competition time away from a time like most people I'd compete in December. So you have time to lean out for the summer, look good for the summer and then turn it on at the end of the summer into meat prep. That will be my suggestion. Compete once a year. And that's, that gives you nine months a year to be as lean as you want and three months a year to push as hard as you can. And don't be upset when you don't make massive, massive, massive gains because calorie surplus it's a tremendous like you can literally eat your way to a bigger total. Yeah. See, see, uh, what's his name? Tank Abbott or Tommy, Tommy Barbecue too? What's his name? Oh man, Tractor. Oh, Tractor. Back. I mean, but he, he still squatted thirteen twenty five. Man, I, he, I mean, but like, yeah, but he, was, yeah, he squatted. He squatted thirteen twenty five. It was only two and a half times body. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
I'm just, it's still impressive. It's still impressive. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I was it, it, making a party. Good. I just, I, for whatever reason, I drew a, I drew a, uh, I, I follow his barbecue page. He's an incredible barbecue guy, um, which Ooh, surprises tractor. me a bit. Tractor? Yeah, oh, he's got a, bar, a tractor's barbecue. He does barbecue, uh, like, he literally does, like, like you could, if you live in Utah, you could get Tractor's barbecue for your events. It's unbelievable, dude. His barbecue shit is unbelievable. It's so wow. good. Well, I, we got to get some. Oh, I got to get some air, air uh, freeze dried out here, dude. He he, he, uh, he does like smoked mac and cheese, and I'm like, oh my god, it looks like a, a heart attack. <laughs> that's like, how you squat. That, that's mind, how you squat thirteen twenty five. I want to know how, how much of that shit he eats. All of it. He's so big. All of it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right. I but, yeah, I, I would, like, I think people need to cut themselves some slack, and I think people need to be very realistic about about what they're doing and what that's doing to them. I think that Instagram is great, but it also makes people think they can be Hunter, and you can't, you can't be Hunter. No. That sounds like a, a pretty good weekend and a pretty – uh, a pretty bad way to keep your blood pressure under control. Uh, you probably have a great squat day, though. Great. Squat. I don't know, man. I can't squat with a full stomach. I'm like you, dude. Just give me like three oh. cliff bars. I need, I need a cliff bar and I need 17. I need a cool power breakfast race. sandwich, three coffees, and a cliff bar. And six <laughs> course lights until we get to deadlift. Until we get to deadlift. Squat over. All right, boys and girls. Thank you for sticking around. We clearly, clearly went over. Yeah, we got questions. We like interaction. We're not gonna we, we're not gonna turn questions down. So no, absolutely not. So if you're in Florida, check my meet out. I'm gonna drop the uh, application this week. Um, if you have questions, hit me up uh, here or IPA underscore Florida. Um, we're gonna put together a small but very fun and enjoyable meet for the lifters, and uh, it's gonna be a good day. Something's happening up here, Jersey IPA in the fall as well. Let's go. So. Um, information will be forthcoming, but, uh, if you're in the, you're, if you're up around here, um, there will be an IPA meet, a uh, small push pull ran in the fall, um, at Burn County Barbell. So we're going to do it for the what? We're going to do it for the lifters. We're going to do it for four lifters. We're going to, it's going to be four lifters and that's, that's how it's going to be done. In the yep. IPA from this point forward. We're so, going to have fun. Yeah. Um, this is the State of the Union, sponsored by Ego Hard Barbell, BCB Training Systems, Wicked Wolf Beard Co. Make sure if you need uh, some beard stuff, you have until. And some hair gel. And some hair gel uh, until tomorrow night. No, tonight. Till tonight. It's one day. You get go right now. SOTU30. Get you 30% off any order over 30 bucks. Go get some butter. Tremendous. It's tremendous. Love you, pal. Love you guys. Love you, pal. Bye. Bye.